If you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. Welcome back, Mountaineer Nation. Welcome back to another edition of the Country Roads Webcast. I am your host, Stephen Vestal, along with my other co-host, Bradley Brown. What's up, everybody? We're going to be going over our instant reaction today over the Kansas game, uh, just kind of how, how we feel about all, all aspects of the football game, uh, the good, bad, and the ugly, if you will. For sure. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. What did you think the, the good was that you've seen out of the team? Uh, the good? So, first off, I mean, it was a, it was a win. Just cover that real quick. When we won, if, if you have, guys haven't seen it yet, I expect you have 38 to uh, 17. Just barely missing that, uh, uh, not the over, what's that, the, the betting margin? Was it negative 22 and a half? The over? Yeah. Uh, just missing yeah, that twenty two. It was twenty two and a half, yeah. And uh yeah. Big big sad for people that missed that by a point and a half. But uh let's get started in uh the good. Uh, since I'm going first, I'm gonna hit it first. Letty Brown. I mean, I wouldn't even say it's good, I would say it's damn near perfect and great. That guy was uh they were comparing him to Steve Slayton earlier, and I think anytime you get a comparison like that is I mean, that's like gold to mountain your ears. So Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Letty Brown pops off, I mean, 195 yards. I kind of wish they would put him in there for those extra five yards. I would love to see the guy hit the big 200. But not only was he doing it on the ground, he was also doing it in the air. I mean, he caught multiple catch, uh, passes. I think he had five or six receptions by the end of the game, almost 30-some yards and receiving touchdown. He would literally put the whole team on his back. And, I mean, that's no understatement. Letty Brown is the truth. I mean, the right. guy's an absolute man. And, I mean, credit, kudos to our front line. And, I mean, granted, he got 87 yards on a, a hell of a run that he, you know, I don't know what Kansas was doing with that defensive line they had, but I'll take it, you know. And I've actually been telling my, uh, I've been telling my dude Ryder, shout out Ryder, uh, I told him, I said, Letty's going to break one because he had constantly gotten that, you know, open field. You make one guy miss, make two guy misses. I mean, he was getting 15, 16 yards on some of those plays quite frequently. And so I told him, I said, eventually, I said, he's just going to, He's going to pop one off. I'm like, it's just bound to happen. I'm like, there's nothing that's going to stop him. And eventually he got it right there on that uh, third and one. I don't know how Kansas didn't, you know, at least that one person back just to, you know, it's called a safety for a reason, I guess. But Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. who I was going to mention myself on the on the good side of the on the good side of things today for the Mountaineers because Letty Brown, uh, I, perhaps the best run of the season, you know, going down the latter part of the third quarter when he broke off that one when they were on their own 13-yard line and he just took off. Up mm -hmm. the middle of the field, and I, I don't know. I'd, I think Letty Brown by the end of this season and beginning of next season, he's going to be a preseason Big Twelve player uh, going into next next season. I think. Oh, for sure. And then the running back off. And the running back. I don't, I don't think it'll be a Big Twelve, Big 12 at the end of this season because you got to you know compete with Chuba and then uh, you know Puka. I, I was just Puka I was finally just about went to say, off on us today. True, but I was just about to say you know in a Big Twelve that's super saturated with great running backs, you know. Chuba Hubbard and Puka Williams like that. People need to start throwing Letty Brown in that conversation because I really think he's up there competing with the best of them right now. And I think that, you know, he gets slept on a little bit because he's still, you know, a little bit of sight unseen, you know what I mean? But he's, mm -hmm. he's, I'm telling you, he's a man. And if he keeps on putting that up, I mean, I don't see why he couldn't be Big 12 Player of the Year because not only would, if he keeps up with his progression, not only is he going to make a name for himself, but a lot of people are going to look at the fact that he is carrying our team. It's not like he's piggybacking on a great team around him either. I mean, so far, well, our offense he, has been a He's team. carrying our offense. I, I wouldn't say it's 
fair to say he's carrying the team because our defense is doing a hell of a job. Now, they didn't oh, do that great in the in the secondary today as well as I, I would have liked, you know, as much as an emphasis as Neil Brown would have, you know, put in that in the, in the pregame and over the bye week and, and especially into the passing game. There was a lot of drop balls today. But, you know, overall, the defensive line, I don't know if you've seen, Darius Steele's had one hell of an interception. I mean, big man diving out there for a football, you got to love to oh, see four, that. Four. I mean, come on, that's that's great football. But uh, no, you're right. You are absolutely right, though. Letty Brown has been running with a head down, and he has absolutely been fun to watch this year. Alex Singfield don't look bad, but he he puts out the shame in some ways because he's just oh, yeah. he's just so explosive, and it's I think it's just great to see because two two years ago Letty Brown had a great season in my mind, and then followed that up with not so great of a season because our running game was atrocious last year because our offensive line was atrocious last year. So to see him come back out this year and have a, a year that he's having is really I, I I really enjoy watching it. Yeah, so for my good, I have to go with Letty Brown on that running. I think he was just – again, I don't yeah. think it was good. I think it was great. No. You you stick with that for your good? Are you going to go somewhere else with it? Uh, I, I'm uh, Just for the sake of going to somewhere different, I guess I would go with uh, – you know, I, Bryce Poor Wheaton had a pretty good game. You know, I'm despite sure, the yeah. passing game, despite the passing game being, you know, lack thereof in the first half, they really came out in the second half and they did – a really good job of answering the call, so I guess that would be that would be my my good because the yeah, defensive line, well defensive line man I I, I can't I thought you were gonna go I already I well, already mentioned that so I, that's why I didn't want to I got to cover all ground since it's my thing <laughs> there's a lot of things covered we don't got much time so we're gonna move on to the uh, the bad what did you think the bad was in this game uh bad I. I I'm, I'm fighting, yeah, but I'm fighting between what I want to make my bad and what I want to make my ugly. Um, bad, I'll go with uh, the kickoff coverage then. I guess that's what big boy play, because I know what I want my ugly to be. So I'm going to go with the, the, the kickoff coverage. We can't let that last that little touchdown squeeze through right there. I mean, for the people who are trying to cover the spread or whatever it is, it's that's what killed you right there, is that kickoff return for a touchdown. Yeah, I I have to agree. I can't say that I didn't see it coming. We've had... Uh, what was it in the EKU game? We had a guy explode for a kickoff return, and then we luckily had that caught back. And but you know they've had signs of letting people come through, which is really kind of surprising to watch when you think about the coverage has been really good at times. But then yeah. times I guess I'll just, kind of lump it in. There's too many. I lump gaps. it in really wholly with the special teams because we had a couple punts. Tyler Sumter's first punt was really kind of short. I mean, he didn't have much of a leg behind it, and then we saw uh, McGee or whatever his name is. We actually had our backup punter come yeah, in. He, for our second punt, and he uh, he put a good boot into that ball. Yeah, he did. I say, but I will give Tyler uh, Sumter credit for the one, but I don't think our special teams really showed Shout up. Shout out Pat McAfee today. for the brand. Yeah, he did. Uh, Sumter had that he little did. golf swing in there too. He had the. He did nice. a little bit of swagger, wasn't it? Yeah, was nice, very nice. Uh, yeah, that was definitely definitely bad because we. I, I think if it's one thing that we could have really improved on over the off season should have been special teams because that has been pretty pretty bad over the years I would say from Mountaineers because mm-hmm. as sure. good as it's been for us in the return game over the years it's been pretty bad on the opposite end on the coverage side of things so yeah that's definitely yeah bad I still I we're still always better than that one year where we didn't even put anybody back on punts I forget what year that was that we just stopped sending people back because oh, we just dropped like every other punt. I think it was like Clinton Trickett's years or something like that. Maybe like. Been yeah, you're right. <laughs> I remember that year. 
Yeah, we were just like said to hell with it. We'll just take the ball wherever it happens. Months that year, we couldn't get a guy <laughs> to just catch the ball. So they were like, screw it. Just somebody, just don't put anybody back there. Yeah. Just rush yeah. everybody. Uh, I don't really know, man. I, I My bad, I guess, would be not getting out to a hot start. Now, West, I guess it's a, it's a positive in some ways because West Virginia has been a second-half team um, in the Neil Brown era, era since error. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to say error. <laughs> but they have uh, they have been a second half team for sure during during Neil Brown's tenure at West Virginia, and I guess it's a positive this is their second half team. But someone along the line, if you don't get off to a good start, is going to jump you in the first half, and there's not going to be enough ground to make up in the second half. So I think yep. West Virginia needs to to come together as much as they can and try to figure out how they can get off to a better start than they than they have been so far this season. So oh, I yeah, mean, it was very scary, Kansas jumping out to a 10 points in the early in the first quarter. Oh, I mean, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was the first time they've even scored in the first quarter, I think is what they said. And that's when I was, I was, in the Brad, first I was mad at you when they, when they jumped out to a 10 nothing lead in the first quarter because I was like, he done jinxed us. He done yeah, said it was, was going to be a scrimmage. Yeah. Kansas was like. I said seven oh, points. No, you, <laughs> yeah, they, they proved me. I, I, now, I will say. What is it? Sorry. They had me sweat a little bit. I was cursing, throwing a few words out there, and threw my phone a couple times when Evan Staley missed it. Another special team is bad. Evan Staley missed another freaking field goal. I can't look. Anytime he goes out there from the left hash, I don't look. I He's going to miss it. I can't. I can't look at it. Yeah. They might as well not even try it. From, if it hits the left hash past 35 yards, don't put Evan Staley out there. I don't care how long the fourth down is. Just do it. I also wonder why they haven't put Casey Leg out there to attempt uh to attempt these at any point in time because I thought I could be wrong, but I thought Casey Leg did attempt field goals back in year. What was it last year or two? He's had a couple. I think he even attempted one earlier this year, but I don't. Might have been. I, I thought he, I thought at one at one point in time that he was the uh, the field goal kicker, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it's just I don't I don't know why we do it. It's. I, I feel bad for Staley because it just keeps happening. But inside close range field goals, sure, he's automatic. But I mean, and like I said, that left hash. Like anytime I know we on the left hash, it's just. It's, and granted, that's a, that's the hardest kick for a, a, a kicker to make. You know what I mean? That's the hardest field goal for a kicker to make is off that left hash. You know, you can't get your foot angled at it right. I get that, but it's just like if you're going to be a, a college Division One football kicker, like you need to. You got to be able to hit that every now and then, you know what I mean? And just he misses it far too often for my comfort, and that's hey, nothing I can chalk up into that bad. I section. completely agree. I completely agree. If you're only, if you're only on the team because of the way you kick footballs, then dedicate every bit of your time and practice to kicking those footballs. Now, I mean, not all of it comes down to completely kicking the football. I'm, I'm sure there might be some some holding issues or you know something like that, but I'm I'm pretty sure that the the guy holding the football wouldn't be there if they feel like still if they feel like mm-hmm. he was you know not had it been like a shank or something like that i would feel more inclined to think it was in that process of snapper punter uh snapper holder kicker but i mean he just drifted it off right and i mean it's just had length and everything just missed it yeah how many is that on the year that's several i mean he's already he's probably missed three or four already this year i can't think i'll top my head without looking at it he's already missed multiple this year oh. pretty much from that same spot too well, is that is that your ugly for today? No, no, I know what my ugly is. What's your ugly? Because my ugly, if it's the same as mine, is the freaking wide receivers. The wide, okay. Yeah, I'm doing drop Different. balls. Sam James really disappointed me. I don't know what's happened to him. He has taken the farthest step back out of anybody in our program this year. 
And I don't know if that's because he people... He for a touchdown today. <laughs> that was handed to him. And I don't I mean, know. He, he dodged two tackles. Now, now I will say, I will say that he didn't have... He's not having the explosiveness as he had last year. No, that's true. But he's... He's been relevant, just not as relevant. He has dropped. He dropped four balls today. He dropped like three in the first half. I swear. I know they yeah. only chalked it up to three, but I swear he dropped three in the first half and dropped one in the second half. And I don't know what's happened to him. Like I mean, that last ball goes to Sam James. Sam James is catching, and yeah. I just don't know why. And I mean, I don't. I don't think it's because Sam James is bad. I don't think that's what's happening. I think it's no. either no. he's definitely getting guarded harder this year, like getting manned up harder. Or he's just in his head a little bit, you know, maybe had such a great year last year, had a little bit more pressure on his shoulders this year. You know, he comes in as a little bit of an unknown last year as a freshman, you know, maybe gets a little bit more loose with it. And this year he has a little bit more pressure on him. Uh, yeah, so my ugly and the wide receivers, I just, Bryce Ford Wheaton and Winston right there at the end kind of like showed up. And once we got like Reese Smith and them in, they kind of like did all right. But other than that, I mean, I really, our passing game was not that great. Well, that kind of leads me into my ugly, and that was going to be the uh, the pass blocking. I, I, I thought that as much as, again, as much as an emphasis that they put onto it going into the bye week, that it was it was just bad. They did not block well, and it put Jared Deggie into situations where he had to throw the ball into, into bad situations in the oh, double sure. or triple teams, and it it made him vulnerable all day. And I don't I don't think that that bodes well for West Virginia moving forward. And as well as they do with blocking for running, I don't think that I think it. They blocked that bad in the passing, just as bad. Mm. And I hate to say that because, I mean, who do you, what do you put that on? Because it, they are good in aspects and very bad in aspects. So I really don't know where they go moving forward. If they try to move into another bye week, <laughs> the Oklahoma game, they can work on it again then. But well, granted, just, we got with everything with the COVID out. and everything not having, what is it, so the Texas game? Uh, Texas Tech's coming up, and that's Texas Tech. Yeah. They're struggling. They're on a big struggle loss this year. Yeah, but yeah, I don't look at it any any game in the Big Twelve this year as a bye week, though. I'm yeah. telling you, I thought I thought that I could look at this game as a bye week, and West Virginia almost did in the first half too, and almost and almost you know found themselves down at the half. Thank True. God we had Letty Brown and yeah. and a real present. True. It's almost the opposite of last year. If you, it's kind of crazy to think about it, isn't it? For sure. And I mean, I feel bad for Daggy because he's just getting crushed every play. Which just yeah. goes back to, you know, if you guys listen to you... pregame uh, to this one. I'm telling you, I love Deggie, but I think he's just not comfortable on our team right now. I think I know, just... but think about it. If we put a Garrett Green in there, like you were talking about, if we put a Garrett Green into that situation with that line and leaving him as vulnerable as he does, what do you think he's going to do? This guy with that low of experience, I'm not knocking the guy. He's going to be mm-hmm. talented. He's going to get his. He's going to get his shot at WVU. But, I mean, he's just inexperienced. And I know that everybody, you know, thinks we're going to get this talented freshman. And we might. There might be another Pat White come along one day. But I'm telling you, man. Are you good? But I just don't see – I don't see them putting him in there, especially as the the line, you know, bleeding as much as it is in in the passing block. Yeah, for sure. I think our interceptions would go up. I think he would definitely throw more picks than what Deggie has. I mean, Deggie had one ugly one today. That was in that little screen pass. Granted, well, it wasn't even it well. his fault. Yeah. It wasn't he, even his fault. They played it well, but it's still just uh, – it worries me that, like, our offense is still this anemic against even a Kansas team that their defense hasn't been great this year. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, like, in my mind, the only answer is if if running the ball has been a strong shoot, like we're run blocking really well, we might as well put a quarterback back there that's going to run it and have him throw it just a few times a game and – See what happens, but 
I'm cool sticking with Deggy until you know that can't work out. But I'm really afraid that eventually it's just gonna he's gonna keep on getting clobbered back there. He might get hurt, yeah. and it's just I'm just not liking the 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 optics of it at the moment. Yeah, I'm not either. But they do seem to be switching people in and out, so that is a good sign. They're they're trying to find the pieces that will work for them. But I mean, and I, I mean, we've it, been without James Gemitter for the past two games. Yeah, which is yeah. like you know you can't you know, like turn a blind eye to it. We've been without a starting lineman probably one of our most experienced starting linemen for two games. So maybe this extra experience for the other ones will help them out a little bit. Maybe our line will be a little bit better on the outside come uh, this weekend against Texas Tech, which, again, Texas Tech is right now sitting at the bottom of the conference with Kansas. So it's not like we're going up against – who do I even got to talk about? K-State? Is that, is that who's good this year? Yeah, they're uh, ranked, Iowa, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not Iowa, Iowa State. State, Oklahoma State, uh, yeah, Usually it's just Kansas default, like, oh, at least there. it's not Oklahoma. But this year it's got to be like, oh, at least we're not playing K-State or – I like think uh, if the year 2020 and COVID proves anything, it's that if you don't get a whole team to practice together, this is what happens. You see injuries, yeah. you see undisciplined football teams that that have a lot of penalties. Yeah, that's another ugly thing. It's penalties still killing us. Just not team ball. Well, it's, and it's not the player's fault. That's not mm-hmm. the, that's not the, not the players. It's just just another bad effect that this that this crazy. Which a lot of people don't bring that up. Or they have been bringing it up more. Just refs. Refs haven't also got those reps in. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I will. I will say this: uh, the West Virginia defense did hold Kansas uh, to a three and out. I'm, I think it was uh, four out of the final six drives. Uh, if you take away the Puka return for a touchdown on that kickoff, uh, so that's that's in the second half. So that's not bad. They did play a stellar game in the second half. They didn't allow another touchdown other than that kickoff return. Yeah, and uh, the first the touchdown they half. let happen. I mean, it was a fluke. I mean, Nick Troy Fortune made a great play on that ball. I thought it was going to be a touchdown anyway. Yeah. And then I saw Nick Troy Fortune. Cause that's a hard ball to jump in front of. When you're just running straight backwards and like you are got your receiver right in front of you, Like that's a hard ball to jump anyway without doing a pass interference. So the fact that he got out there and made a play on it and just happened to miss it, I yeah. can't blame him for that. You know, Parchment yeah. could have not caught that ball, and we would all have been like, hell yeah, great play. It's just one of those freak plays that could have went one way or the other, and unfortunately yeah. it didn't go our way. And granted, if he would have just slapped it down, would have been a great play. Yeah. Still would have been happy with it. But, uh, well, I guess that only leaves one thing. You want to go ahead and uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and pick your play of the game first. What was your play of the game today? Uh, oh, easy. The only one that made me stand up and jump up off my couch and get excited, like lose my mind ever, is Darius Steele's interception. There Not the fact field. that it saved yeah. us the game or anything, but just the fact that I was excited to see the big man get a pick. And I think it's only going to boost his – Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year state, like odds, because, I mean, he's having a great year, and he can say, hey, I got an interception. What, what these other linemen or people got, you know? Oh, absolutely. And he's going to make the Sports Center top 10 for sure tonight, and I, oh, I guarantee you that. Um, that was going to actually be my play of the game, but for a second going different, I think I'm going to choose Larry Brown's uh, 87-yard touchdown uh, when he broke it off at the 13-yard line, because I think that was what sparked the offense and the entire team in the second half to, to get the ball rolling and finally, you know, get the offense moving. So that's going to be my play of the game. Uh, yeah. well, I would West throw Virginia, a little honorable West mention Virginia out there, too. Reese, Reese Smith. Reese Smith had a good game. He did play a good game today. Yeah. Yeah. Just, a little, yeah. just a little honorable mention. I mean, and I, I, we, we mentioned him in the pregame show, uh, him and TJ Simmons sharing that spot. And I think you mentioned even before I did how uh, Reese Smith was trying to get, you know, more and more reps at that spot. And it seemed TJ Simmons, you know, wasn't really – he was starting, but he wasn't really the main, main guy at that position anymore. And I'm really – Really kind of showed the day, I feel like. And honestly, I think, he, 
I think he might have gotten hurt on the play where he fumbled the ball. I mean, he got jacked up pretty good, and it seemed like he was limping a little bit. And I honestly don't even know if I saw him anymore for the rest of the game. If they did, they definitely weren't throwing it at him. Yeah, they might be trying to you know save him up for the, the coming weeks because after that bye week, you got a five-game stretch, and it's going to be a bit, little bit rough. So, yep. But I think that's going to pretty much do it for us today on the Country Roads webcast. We thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere that you can find a podcast. Uh, check us out on Facebook. And I guess we'll be back in a few days to bring you the uh, the full-length version of the uh, the Kansas yeah, recap. Hopefully we'll game. have the whole squad back together. Yeah, hopefully Cruz will be back in here with us, God forbid. Yeah, he's he celebrating a wedding show. this weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so we'll let him go celebrate, and, and we'll be back in a few days. So we thank you as always. And as always, let's go Mountaineers.